This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified, and I am Liz Gill. Hello, Allison. Hello, Liz. Uh, we are usually the ones steering the conversation, but today, let's let listeners decide what we talk about. So, folks, we want you, yes, you, we want you to call in just to say hey or ask about oil changes or let us know some great new accessory that you have gotten for your car. So, speaking about oil changes, Allison. Remind me, because I always forget, do you need to get your oil filter replaced when you change the oil every time? That's even more important than the oil itself, but yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So it's an oil change and filter. Yes. What about the air filter? The air filters are usually about once a year, so okay. um, just kind of keep that in mind. I, I would. This is something that I, I recommend, and there's some professionals that uh, agree with me. About once a year is good to have a complete car inspection and get an idea of where you're at with your maintenance and what condition your car is in. And, uh, and it's worth it. Um, uh, for instance, at, at my shop and, and how I do it, it's, a, it's about 50 bucks for a really good inspection. That includes a um, test drive. And, you know, to put it up and look under it and check everything out. I also go so far as to do research on what your car needs and also what you've already done. So it, it actually takes a, a few hours, and so that's a great value. Um, I, I don't – I know I'm one of the few around that kind of offer that type of inspection. It's something I, I specialize in, and um, – but there, you know, you, you can get it you can get it done anywhere. But mine mine's pretty intensive, so you want to know what what all they check and make sure that they check it. Now, when you take it to like an oil change place and or even dealerships, and they say they have the twenty five point or forty point inspection or whatnot, I'll be real honest with you. Um, they're not usually checking all that stuff. For one thing, um, the techs that do it, they're Usually the people who do the oil change, these are not professional trained mechanics. They're they're just oil change techs, lube techs, and which is like uh, real easy and real simple. And so these are not like trained professionals with a lot of experience. So, you know, they don't really always know like what all to check and that sort of thing. They'll do some like basic checks, but not like a thorough inspection. So you'd want to go and make sure that, that it is understood that you truly want everything checked on the car and you want and and like i said like i i would recommend paying for the inspection and not rely on these free inspections that come with like your oil change i I don't i've never really uh, trusted that and i know for a fact that they do not check everything well i feel i'm okay i'm gonna admit my shame I'm going to admit my shame on the radio in front of Java Michelle Allison and everybody in Mississippi and around the world. So we took the car and got the oil changed. And then he comes and he shows me a pretty dirty looking air filter. I mean, it had like some black in the corner. So, but they had a package. They had a package where they could get the uh, air filter and the cabin air filter changed. And I know how easy it is to change the cabin air filter. I know I could have done it myself. And 
but I went ahead and I let them upsell me, mm-hmm. which, uh, it, but I guess when you're sitting there and you know, you want to get through, you want to get done. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easy to not stand your ground. It's like, I don't know what the, the tempting things at the grocery store that they have at the end of the aisles, you go in there with, you've got your list, but then they, Oh, here, wouldn't you like this too? So yeah, they can be pretty pushy too. Yeah. make you feel like your car is going to fall apart if you don't do this filter or something, which I, I, I don't like that style of and that cabin air filter, that is so simple to change yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You just, you, a lot of times you just pop open the glove box and do something to make it uh, open up a little more. Yeah, some have like a latch that you'll release on it. Um, some of them like you push in the sides of the glove compartment and pull it down, but it's back, it's behind the glove compartment. I had a car recently, I don't remember which one it was, but I had to actually unbolt some stuff. And it was kind of like in a weird location, um, but uh, but yeah, so that your air, where your air comes into your car, it is on your passenger side, and that's where your little blower motor is, and all that stuff. So that that's where your, your air gets filtered, and so that's where your cabin air filter is. So, folks, if you have been fast sold something when you went in mm-hmm. to get work done on your car, share that with us. Uh, share your experiences with us. It's an open topic show today. Our email address for questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go and take a call. We've got Michelle from Kosciuszko. Michelle, thanks for calling in today. What's your comment or question for Allison on AutoCorrect? Yeah, this is Michelle. How you doing today? Hey, Michelle, what's your comment <laughs> or question for AutoCorrect? Um, I have a, uh, I had a, a family member that passed away, and he was drove eighteen wheeler, you know, big trucks, and he had a whole bunch of Dello Chevron Dello four hundred forty, you know, um, oil they put in a diesel truck. Can I put that in my vehicle? Just a regular, like I got a Toyota truck and a Ford Ranger. Is that a good idea to use that oil since we have so much, or not in a regular gas powered vehicle? No, you you want to put the oil recommended for your car to be safe. So, um, from what I understand, that there it's a different recipe that's for diesel, okay. um, thicker, thicker too, if I recall. But I'm I'm not a diesel mechanic, so I don't really know as much about diesels. But use the oil recommended for your car your always. Okay. So. And those are like the ten W forty five W something something. Whatever, right? Right. Yeah, and if you put that in your safe, you you did put it in your car. You could mess up your engine. So, okay, I don't want to do that. Okay, all right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Boy, Michelle is a gal after my own heart. I, you know, I want to not waste anything. Oh, and, if, yeah. and if there's something left over, I want to find a way to use it. But, you know, good luck with that. I totally understand. Let's go down to Kiln and talk with Tom. Tom, thanks so much for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? My question is, is I was at one of those oil change places, and they tried to convince me that I needed to change my radiator fluid because my car was over. 60,000 miles, I think. I was wondering if that's really something that has to be done at that point or, or when it has to be done. Okay. Um, what year is your car, by the way, Tom? It's uh, 2014. 
Yeah. Okay. So quite a few years ago, uh, definitely before 2014, they ch- the coolant got to where it lasts like 120,000 miles, some longer, some not quite okay. as long. Um, so no, they were completely wrong on that more than likely. Um, okay. So this is uh, something that everyone needs to understand. When you get your car, uh, you read your owner's manual specifically if you don't read anything else in your owner's manual at least read what's recommended at what mileage for maintenance on your car it's not completely comprehensive but it will give you an idea of when things are due and it'll say when the the coolant is due to be replaced on there it'll tell you your spark plugs transmission fluid these different things um so look in your owner's manual. And for everyone whose owner's manual has gotten lost or it's for some reason it's not in your car anymore or you bought a used car and it's gone, you can download any of them for free off the Internet. It's not the same as the service manual. It's the owner's manual, so they're free. I don't think there's access to service manuals uh, for the most part for most cars, but the owner's manual is something that you can download for free, and it is worth um knowing at least looking into the maintenance schedule part and seeing when these when these things are due so just read the rtfm read the friendly manual i got you (laughs) yes thanks tom we appreciate you calling in yeah before the age of smartphones and everybody having their own fun personal fun thing to do in the car you know, I wasn't a big book reader, but I would love reading the, the owner's manuals in the car because I like to know if they're little tricks to the car or whatever. There so. are. I mean, I had to look in my owner's manual, my previous recently. It's been a while since I looked at it. And I, I man, what all? It was like I must have read probably about five things in there that, that helped me out with my car. Yeah. I mean, it was just really, really cool stuff that I didn't even know that or, or I didn't remember that my Prius features that it had. So it was pretty neat. If you've got a question, send your emails to auto at mpbonline.org. It's Open Topic Show today. We need your phone calls. Yes, you, to make this show happen today. Is your car under recall? We've got a big, long list of ones that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. 
We'll see you on the road. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Now, if you want even more AutoCorrect, we really hope that you'll find our podcast. It's on all podcasting platforms for your smart devices. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. We've got the recalls for the last couple of weeks. There's a number of them. I'm just going to go kind of hit them high. So if you hear your car mentioned, you need to do a little bit more research. Ram 1500, 1500 Classic, 2500, and 3500 pickup trucks have an airbag issue. Hyundai and Kia are issuing separate recalls for 2016 through 20 model years. They have a damaged trunk latch. 2021 Audi and Volkswagen vehicles have a malfunctioning seatbelt retractors. 20 through 22 Cadillac CT4s, CT5s are being recalled for an issue concerning the roof rail side curtain airbags. BMWs, Toyota Supras, and Z4s, dealers need to update the engine management software. I think there's a chance of some fire, so check those things out, folks. Also, BMW's Minis, Rolls-Royce, Toyota Supras have a seatbelt retractor recall. The 21 and 22 Ford Transit and Transit Connect vans are being recalled for an issue with a locking retractor on a passenger seatbelt. And the 18 through 20 model year Subarus have a faulty fuel pump. Now, you can find out if your specific car made in a July of one year on a Tuesday has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website. That's nhtsa.gov slash recall. Input your very own VIN or find the Safer Car app. And you can put in your information and be alerted whenever your vehicle has a recall. It's open topic show today. We need your phone calls. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. And we have Steve, who's on the line. Uh, Steve, what's your comment or question for AutoCorrect today? Yes, I've been looking for a, a late model used truck the last couple of months and have found, you know, prices to be outrageous uh, due to the pandemic and the chip shortage and them waiting for, hopefully for prices to come down. But anyway, I was thinking once I purchase a truck, I want to do the, well, actually the pre-purchase inspection for an, from an independent inspector in the area. Um, can you recommend some and what can I expect to pay for that pre-purchase inspection? Uh, where did you say you live? Brandon. Brandon. Oh, Brandon. Um, yeah, I do those. Um, <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite things that I do as a mechanic. Not many mechanics do that. In fact, I don't know anyone that does. Um, so you're, I, I'll just give my phone number out on air and anyone that and ne- needs it in the area. Um, my, I, what do you charge? Um, it depends on what you want. If you just want me, if you already have your car picked out and you want me to just to show up and do a test drive and do uh, some preliminary checks and a little bit of research, it's I only charge about fifty dollars. 
Um, if you want me to stay there and kind of help you ne- negotiate, and I do do that to help people negotiate the, the finances on it to deal with the, um, the salesperson, or if you if you need me to do a little more research on finding a car and that sort of thing, then it you know it's it's around like a hundred dollars for that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would want, definitely want to uh, uh, have it done by an independent inspector like like you. And what is your name? I'm sorry, I I didn't. My name's Allison Walker. And do you have something to write down my number? I can I can give you that information anyone can take um, down my number if they, anyone has any questions you're always welcome to text me or call me please don't call just text but anyway <laughs> just kidding um are you, you're uh, with the automotive group also that yeah. uh, has okay. a facility okay. in, right. in yeah. down yeah the automotive group okay. in jackson where is this something googleable <laughs> googleable like uh, where where do you do independent shops have these kind of things? Yeah, uh, you can inspector? take a car to a shop. I actually come to you, which is a, a better, mm-hmm. easier setup as far as for, for doing pre-car ins- mm-hmm. pre-buy inspections. Um, yeah, but they'll probably charge more than I do for that. So if Steve already yeah. has a relationship with a mechanic, mm-hmm. you know, it, it doesn't hurt to ask. And then, then you'll have that knowledge and you can tell all your friends. Yeah, that sounds good, Allison, and I, right. I appreciate it because I'd, I'd, even with, like, the online retailers, dealers like Carvana and CarMax and Vroom, you know, even though they have the, quote, 150-point inspection, I would still want a, a local independent person to look at it. And if I have to, I could always send it back, or I would be willing to send it back if I bought it from one of those Absolutely. Um, so my phone number is 601-502-3157. And, you know, I'm always open for helping anyone that has any kind of car issue or question or whatnot. And then as we say on each show, you can um, you can find me on Facebook. And if uh, I actually don't do friend requests except locally, but you, I don't know if people realize this, but on any Facebook profile, you can follow anyone. You do not have to be a friend to follow them and, and what they have going on. And then I have a Facebook page called The Lady Auto Mechanic, um, which, which has information on it that you can find me. And then I do Instagram, Twitter. Now, I'm, I'm going to expand into um, YouTube and some more things here soon. So basically all social Maybe. media formats. May I ask another question sure. real quick? Um, considering the market right now, Allison, um, and you know, I'm, I know you're probably familiar with it, uh, how expensive the used vehicles are. But would you buy now or would you wait a little bit longer? I've been reading by automotive analysts. You know, that maybe the end of the uh, year or 2022, when the chip starts uh, flowing again, what would be your choice? If you can wait, you probably are better waiting because, yeah, yeah I've uh, so I've done some um, pre buy inspections, pre buy consultations uh, for some people lately, and when we go uh, to a used car dealership and or, and whatnot, they're just, they're not coming down on prices. They're over yeah. blue book value. It's just crazy. Exactly. Honestly. Yeah. Um, and you yeah, can, I'm, you I'm might seeing... have to search to get a good car deal with, you know, like I like yeah. Facebook marketplace, but you're going to have to do some digging and you might, you might can be able to yeah. find you a good deal like that if, with an individual private sale, but on as far as yeah. uh, from a business, absolutely not. 
Yeah, when I do my radius check, as far as like Car Gurus or Kelly Blue Book or Edmonds, uh, I do about a 250 mile radius. So I don't just look locally because uh, right. I'm willing to go for the deal. What about? Uh, lifetime warranties. I've seen a dealer up in Collierville, Tennessee, that they offer lifetime warranties on used vehicles. Is that legitimate? Uh, uh, they say it is. <laughs> um, would you have to go all the way to Collierville if you wanted to get something well, checked out, or would they? I asked them about that. They said you'd pay like a fifty dollar deductible, and uh, you know, and that would be it our local mechanic oh. what i would do is research the company that the extended warranty is uh placed with and see what information you can find on that yeah um when i when i worked at a toyota dealership when we had the extended warranty programs and we actually do extended warranty programs at my shop too it, it seems to be a good value yeah this is a lifetime warranty on used vehicles i had never heard of that i haven't either um, I'd, I'd i'd like to the, know what company that is if you ever want to email jones, us and let us know jones motor uh, company uh jones and, motor company well what the actual yeah. company is that they warranty from it's probably not yeah them. Okay. it would be a separate yeah, okay. company yeah I sh right okay. well I'll, I'll find that out and uh, and your phone number again allison was what six zero one five zero two three one five seven Okay, thank you, ladies, very much. You're welcome. Thank you, Steve. Let's go to Ricky in Memphis. Ricky, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? I was calling about uh, putting Freon in my car. I bought one of those self-contained self tanks with the hoses to it, and the hose won't fit in my car. I got a 2004 Chevrolet Impala, and the, took it to a mechanic. I, I couldn't do it, and he said that I needed some kind of adapter. Did they start making the, the holes, the seven thing, after my car was made? Or is it my car that's got the wrong adapter on it? Well, I need to have an adapter, period. Uh, it, it should be the, the, the Freon that's been around for a while. Um, it, it, that should have worked. I'm, and the thing is, you may have gotten, maybe, uh, the new Freon that just came out just recently, and it's more environmentally friendly. It's like R1234A, whatever. I'd have right, to look right, it up. Right. Yeah, and it has like a yes, longer yes. number. And then um, the kind that's been used for a while, what, whatever. I mean, I should know this off the top of my head, but uh, the R, uh, whatever, the one that they've used for a long time now. I mean, you should that should be what your car has is the more common one. The only thing I think of is if you got the one that it literally just came out recently and your new cars have it. Um, is he talking about actual Freon or a hose or something? Uh, the Freon, the the uh, the the line that your Freon's in, the, oh. the, to put the uh, the adapter on. Unless you were trying to put it on like the high side or something, like on the wrong line, maybe you know, because there's two. Uh, there's only one. There's only one place to put it. You know, there's uh, two. There's like two said, on two all cars. Ma'am? There's two on all cars. You got your oh, high side oh. and your low side. So maybe you're trying to put it on the wrong side, maybe. But anyway, maybe like um, but, look into that. But you don't know anything about an adapter being needed or anything like that? No, it shouldn't because be. Because both of us tried to put it in there. And the problem is the end of the hose that's attached to the can with the Freon in it, 
it's got the thing that that pull, that pulls back, you know, and then you put it down on there and let it go, right. and it's supposed to stay on there by itself. Right. But it doesn't do that. You put you pull it back, you push it down on there, and when you let it go, it don't grip to the one that's on my car. This is yeah. probably the high side, like you said. Right. But it won't grip. And then when you try to hold it on there, then you can't push the buttons on the can to release the freon. Right. Um, maybe that one's defective. Um, but yeah, that's that. I've never heard of anyone having that problem before. Um, so I'm not real sure what's going on with yours. But I'd like to say you may have gotten the the wrong freon. Maybe you got the new one, which the uh, the connections are different than the older cars so that they're not interchangeable because that Freon is not interchangeable at all. And right. so maybe maybe that's what happened. Ricky, maybe you could get a refund. Maybe you can get an exchange. But uh, good luck with your Freon, Ricky. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. What's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. I'm Jen White with NPR. If you're fortunate enough to have collected a few classic cars over the years, here's a thought. Give them a new life by donating one or more to support this station. They'll be matched with interested buyers, collectors just like you who know a great car when they see one. You free up some space in the garage, the classic car gets a new home, and proceeds support this station. It's a win-win. Thanks in advance. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. For listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio, Allison Walker, you know her, the lady auto mechanic. She's our expert. I'm Liz Gill. We hope that you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can click that support button and make a contribution because contributions help keep our programs on the air for you, but also for others to enjoy. Thank you so much for your contributions to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. And in the news, this is kind of interesting. Uh, General Motors and AT&T plan to bring 5G connectivity to millions of the automakers' vehicles in the U.S. over the next decade, beginning with the 2024 vehicles. So I guess instead of just having a hotspot with your phone, they're going to try to, like, bring back the... The car phones, man. I remember back in the day, that was kind of funny. They'd have this big car phone like in the the middle between the two (laughs) front seats. Oh, yeah. We have got a lot of calls today. It's open topic. You can always email your questions, auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go with Bill from Neshoba County. Bill, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question today? Uh, yeah, I have a question uh, about parking my uh, pickup truck on a, a hill. 
my parking area is on a hill, so whenever I uh, come home, I stop the car, put it in first gear, pull up on the uh, parking brake. And uh, one time my passenger said, hey, when you pull up on your parking brake, you're supposed to push in on that little button on the end of the lever, otherwise you're wearing out your parking brake. So I never heard that before, and I'm just wondering, which, which is, seems like it is or it isn't. So what's oh, the okay, that's that 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 the one in but the long stick that's in between. I guess I've always yep. pushed that button in and lifted it up and let the button go. I guess it kind of ratchets if you don't. Right. Well, Allison, can you have you seen a lot of worn parking brakes from people not pushing the button in to lift it up? I've always pushed the button in, too, so uh, it seems like that would be what you do, you know, to make it release, you know, off the gearing. Um, So, yeah, they're probably probably right on that. They will wear out. Um, It's not super common, though. They're pretty pretty reliable system, Um, but they will... They will wear out. So yeah, you 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 know you probably do want to to push in your button when you do that. I, I, I I think I have known people that didn't. I don't know if it caused a problem or or not, but I don't know. Probably common. It probably is good to to push in the button. And I wouldn't be surprised if your owner's manual tells you to push in the button when you when you pull it up. Okay. All right. Well, good good luck, you. Bill. Yet another uh, reason to uh, uh, read owner's manual. Those are always good ideas. Let's go to Brookhaven and talk to Joe. Joe, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? All right. Yes, ma'am. Last night I was in a Lincoln, a 2000 Lincoln Continental. Everything was working perfect, and then all of a sudden we went down the road, and the car just didn't want to turn, didn't want to pull, didn't want to break Pulled the car over, turned the car, and all of a sudden cut the car back on, and everything worked for Huh, that sounds scary. <laughs> yeah. What would cause, Allison, what might cause a car to not be able to turn or go or? Well, those things are all affected by the engine being on. So maybe your engine turned off. Did your engine turn off? No, ma'am. Mm. So the car was still running. The car been sitting for a while because they put new batteries. Okay. So the car I'm was the engine. The so the car was running and you lost power steering, brakes, and power. Yes, ma'am. But the engine was still on. The engine was still on. And then turned turned it up, pulled over, turned it off, and then crunk it back up, and everything was fine. Everything was fine. Huh. I don't know. That's really weird. Did it just happen that once? Just that once. Maybe it just needs driven. Um, the car been sitting for a while, and I wonder would it be the belt, would the belt get hot and get loose? I mean, that's what I thought, but, like, you know, the the engine, like, if it turns off, it's going to affect your brakes and power steering and, and everything, but... You said that the engine stayed on, so how it would affect all those things at once, I'm not real sure. That's uh, kind of weird. I mean, did you look at your belt, make sure everything was good with that? I mean, I didn't get, I didn't get to look at it. Okay. I was with somebody else, and they went home okay. in, in the Lincoln. 
Okay. And I was in the got in a different car. Okay. Like, just take it home and we'll check it out later. Yeah, and I would do, I, maybe have it looked over really good. Uh, it's good to do that anyway and just kind of have a check and see, you know, make sure everything's looking good on it. Okay. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Good luck with that, Joe. Yikes, that's kind of a scary thing. Let's go to Biloxi and see what's up with Dan. Dan, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? I've got a question about my old GMC Sierra pickup warning lights. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I've got a 2000 uh, GMC Sierra. For the last eight years, at least two or three days a week, both my ABS and my brake lights come on and stay on. When it first happened, I, I checked everything, panicked, did, did, pulled over, did everything. But over the years, I've just gotten kind of used to it, and I'm wondering if there's something I can do to, to stop that from routinely happening. Right. Um, I actually know someone else with a 2000 um, Chevy truck that the same thing, really. Um before I had access for a scanner, I had someone scan it, and they couldn't figure it out, uh, what what the ABS system was doing. Um, so when that light comes on, all it's doing is turning off your ABS system so that your brakes are like a 50s car again before they did ABS. Um, so basically, you're, you're, if you have an emergency situation, your brakes will lock up instead of instead of pulsing. And that's what the ABS system does. It pulses your brakes in a emergency situation. It doesn't just do that for regular braking. And so when there's a fault in that system, whether it's just a sensor gone bad or maybe the ABS pump itself has gone bad, then uh, it sets off that light. It could be just something electrical. It could be a glitch. It could be the computer. So there's different things that affect it and make the ABS light turn off. Um, it could just need the, the brake fluid flushed. Um, that's something that people uh, kind of need to be aware of. Uh, your brake fluid is a, a, a maintenance item that you need to, usually it's recommended to replace it about every two to three years. It is not on a mileage um, schedule. It's on a year year's schedule. You want to do it two to three years, whether no matter how much you've driven the car or not. And... Um, so that it actually can gunk up in your ABS pump and cause it to have problems. So, but anyway, either way, you you that's something like you're going to have to take to a shop and have them scan it on a scan tool and try to figure out what's going on. And like sometimes that can take a little bit of time to figure out exactly what's going on, and it could be a little bit costly. But if it's not bothering you and you're aware that if you have an emergency situation that your brakes will probably lock up versus pulse the way it should and which can be potentially dangerous like like you know then you can just ride with it that's, that's what i've been i appreciate your appreciate your thought i'm impressed with how long those bulbs last it's been about eight years <laughs> uh, yeah that yeah they dash lights do they they last a long time mm-hmm. well, well, thank you very much you're uh, welcome you're welcome, Dan. I'm glad Allison could uh, give you some suggestions on uh, getting that problem looked at. Let's stay on the coast area and go to Mobile and talk with John. John, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Oh, thank you very much, Liz, for taking my call. Um, 
Earlier in the show, a caller mentioned a pre-purchase uh, test drive of the vehicle that he was interested, and I wanted to know, I'm going to be needing some repairs on my car, uh, it's pretty old, and um, I wanted to know, is it no longer uh, common practice for mechanics to test drive a car uh, before or after repairs are made, because uh, I've described the problem to a couple of mechanics, and um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be struts and possibly bushings on the front end. But it would be nice if I could tell them, would you get in the car and test it on some local roads at low speed and see if you can find the noises and the vibrations <clears throat> that I'm experiencing with the car and what you think it is. But I don't know anybody who would really do that, and I'm not sure that it's common practice to test drive a vehicle before repairs are made. Can you, um, can you address that, please? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I have noticed over the years that a lot of mechanics do not uh, they don't do a, a preliminary test drive, then they repair the car, then they don't do one after. But if you find a good mechanic in a good shop um, that you can, that you can have a relationship with, um, our shop is like that. We do a very uh, person to person. We 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 get to know what what do our customers need and try to meet those needs as best we can. Which sometimes is riding with the customer and and having them point out what's wrong. So if you, if you can get uh, find a shop that will sit with you and hear you out and take the time to find out what's going on with your car and that truly seems interested and invested in what what's going on and wants to figure it out then then um then you're you you know you that's a good thing it and goes back down to a relationship with a mechanic yeah isn't it allison yes and um the the thing is on some of your bigger shops your chain shops your uh, i'd say dealerships and you don't get to talk to your mechanic. There's a middleman. And at independent shops, you, a lot of times, like for hours, we own the shop. So we are going, we're the ones who you talk to. And, and at the, you know, a lot of shops that I can think of off the top of my head that are independent, they are the owner. They are the one that answers the phone. And they, you know, they're the ones that talk to you and walk you through the progress. There's not a middleman. Um, so that that's also that's really like kind of like a goal if you if if you have a car that you're keeping maintained to f get a relationship with the actual mechanic and and go to shops where you actually can talk to the mechanic and that they don't have a problem with that a good shop won't have a problem with you talking to the mechanic if they're a little bit hesitant about that I don't know I don't like that myself John, maybe you could just ask them, say, you know, say specifically when I'm driving down XYZ Road, can you you drive down it and you tell me what you think? Maybe they would do that. Okay, just pull into um, an independent shop that I think might be good and uh, just ask them, would you get in the car and let's take a short drive? Yes, yes. Okay. And, I mean, you can research any shop and look at Google reviews and that sort of thing. These days we have that as a resource to kind of look and see uh, what kind of reputation they have. Of course, asking around, you know, getting to know people. You also, you can call a shop and ask for referrals. 
a good shop's going to have a whole host of them. Oh, cu- oh, past customers that are pleased with their work? Yes. Excellent. All right, John, good luck with you. Thank you. Maybe those mechanics that uh, don't want to take rides, they're worried they'll end up on YouTube going to Taco Bell in the customer's car. Did you see that like a couple years ago? There was some some lady saw her truck driving down Lakeland and it was he like went to the went to get fast food in her truck but anyway he got that that was a whole YouTube thing anyway we are taking your repair questions on this open topic day you can send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org we've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up it's a reasonably priced car this is autocorrect on mpb think radio a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. According to J.D. Power, the average price of a new car has crossed $40,000. But you don't have to spend that much money to get a really great car. And the 2021 Kia K5 EX we have here proves that. From the outside, it gets really aggressive German sports sedan looks, 18-inch alloy wheels, the thin LED headlamps, and a fastback roofline. It looks really sleek. On the inside, all the luxury features. You get heated and ventilated front seats, a heated steering wheel, Bose audio, twin panel sunroof, all the crash avoidance systems, and the nice touchscreen. Under the hood, a 1.6 liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine delivers 180 horsepower and almost hybrid fuel economy, 27 miles per gallon in the city, 37 on the highway. So the best thing about this car might be its price. The K5 starts under $24,000. This one with all these features, $32,355. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. We are a Yucca Drive-In Theater. We're the last operating drive-in in the state of Mississippi. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. It freaked me out that you could come and drive your car and park and watch the movie outside. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app, Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show. Our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. I'm Liz Gill, but our expert is the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. We've got James, Brandon, and Curtis that we're going to talk to, and I think we start with Curtis on the road. Curtis, be extra careful, but we want to hear what your question or comment is for autocorrect. 
Hello? Uh, hey, Curtis, we can hear you. What's going on with you today? Yes, I have a 2010 F-150. And when I get up to like 45 to 55 miles an hour, it's a vibration out here. And I went online to look it up, and uh, everything that I read is saying that it's a, a torque converter. I just wanted to know your thoughts on that. A torque converter? I don't. What, I've never heard of a torque converter. Allison, what? Tell me about a torque converter. Could this? It converts torque in your transmission. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, when you're when you're feeling the vibration, is it in your steering wheel or is it the whole car? It sounds like it's coming from under the car, like the whole car. It's not in the steering wheel. Okay. And when you accelerate, it's doing this, or is that just all the time? It does it sometimes, not all the time, but it's like from 45 to 55 miles an hour. All the reviews that I read were saying it was the torque converter, uh, I guess, inside the transmission. It it might not be the torque converter. It could just be a wheel balance, which which will vibrate at about that miles per hour. Um, so that's that's I mean, it could be like your tires can cause that. Um, so this is something you you need to to get checked out. Um, you know, and and kind of like inspect it and and diagnose. I'd hate to just jump to like it being a torque converter. That's a very expensive repair. So it may be something more simple. So I'd like to get that checked out first with someone you trust before just, you know, jumping straight to that and saying that it's a torque converter. Okay. They, they just said that was it. How much do you think that would cost to replace? Well, it, it depends. Like, you could get a used torque converter. You can get a rebuilt one. You can get a new one. It kind of depends on what what you want to do. And it depends on the different transmission. Um, there, It's probably, I don't know, I'm just off the top of my head, like around $800 or something, versus just going to get your tires rebalanced. So, you know, so the, check and see what it is first before you. You say okay. you, before you just call a shop and be like, "I want to have my torque converter replaced." Okay. Okay, then. Good luck, Curtis. We want you to be safe out there. Let's go to James in Starkville. James, thanks so much for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your question or comment? Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm I just got a quick question for Allison. I'm gonna, I want to pick up rain. I'm going to show my age. I have, I'm looking at a 1987 Jaguar SJS, and I want to do an engine swap with a, a 350, just a regular Chevrolet 350, carburetor 350, and an automatic transmission in it. Have you ever had that, uh, had that? Have you ever done that type of job? And if so, if not, do you know anybody who can do that type of job, and by how much would it cost? Allison's so, cracking uh, up. I don't. I don't know. I, um, you're. You're just. You're. I like you, dude. I like you. Um. So. Um. You're going to put an LS into a in an eighty something model Jaguar, right? I, I don't want an LS. No, I want a regular carburetor three fifty. A three fifty. You should go with an LS. It's going to be cheaper and better. It'll be. It'll be cheaper and better. Yes, but let I, me tell I, you, I've never done okay. it, but I have friends who own a shop that literally that's all they do is LS swaps. Let me tell you what their name is. You can find them on Facebook. It's okay. They're in uh, 
I think they're in Byram, Mississippi. I haven't been to their shop. I need to go. <laughs> but anyway, so they are, and I have no idea how much it costs. Probably a lot. But any any swap like that is you're and you're not just doing the engine. You're doing the ECU, the wiring harness, the mounts got to be fabricated. There's a lot, lot to it. But anyway, the name of that shop is K A R Performance. K-A-R Performance. K-A-R Performance. That stands for Kenneth and Ryan Performance. And they literally, as far as, far as I know, they they only, or their main thing that they do at their shop is LS swaps in all kinds of different vehicles. Um, the thing, like an LS is going to be more reliable, just better better built. There's, there's more uh, options on what you can do. Um, with your setup and everything, and they'll probably tell you the same thing at KOR. That's about as far as my knowledge goes with that. So, so uh, look into them. Tell them I sent you. They're good friends of mine. I met them racing, and uh, and uh, they're great people. Well, I appreciate the information. I'm definitely gonna give them a call. All right. Good luck, James. Uh, we've also been talking about owner's manual on this show. And, uh, Michelle, you've got a quick owner's manual story for us? I think I'll save my story for next week, maybe. Oh, okay. So All right. We're going to close the show okay. really uh, nicely. And uh, it'll be a fun story for next week. Cool. All right. <laughs> well, Allison, it's it's been a while since we've been here. I'm so glad I got to see your face. Uh, any autocross this weekend? Well, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm looking to do in this uh, track event down at a, a track in um, Louisiana at the end of this month, but something I'm super excited about, and hopefully I'll get to talk about it a little bit more, and then it's after the event. I'm actually going to the National Autocross event in Lincoln, Nebraska, the second week of September. I'm driving a tricked-out, amazing car. I really welcome everyone to come onto my Facebook page and follow me. Don't send me a friend request, but follow me and see. I'm going to be doing live video. I'm going to do as much coverage of this event and what's going on as I can. I've already put a post up that has a link to the article done on the car I'm driving. It's amazing. I'm just very lucky to have this opportunity and I, I can't wait to go. It's we'll get be to big. live vicariously through you. Yes. So that's going to wrap us up for today's autocorrect. Uh, Java Chapman has been our guy on the phone. Michelle McAdoo is always our gal on the board. For Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And also, she's with the Automotive Group in Jackson. It's the Lady Auto Mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Thank you so much for listening to Autocorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.